Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry. And with me tonight, Brother Henry, Brother Clav, Brother Rocco, Brother Perry. And to start this off, I want to talk about the funny shenanigans that has been going on, specifically a prank that was pulled on me the other night. So I came up here. And I go over to the counter that we just put in not too long ago, and there is a 12-pack of Polar Orange Dry on the counter with a note on the top of it that says, George Mutry, care of Morningstar Lodge number 47, the Freemasons Podcast, 135 Main Street in Seymour. And then below it, handwritten, Bert, please drop this off when you were down this way. Hilarious. I'm like, ha, 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 funny. I thought it was somebody messing with me, which you'll find out it is. Um, Hang on, George, while I open one of these wonderful polar <laughs> orange dry <laughs> sparkly so as beverages. Off, as I pull off this top piece of paper, I notice there's an envelope below it. And somebody who uh, who's very creative in their pranks dates it and then says, Care of Morningstar Lodge number 47, George Mudry, the Freemasons Podcast. Has our address and everything on it. And you have to see it. I actually posted it on the Freemasons Podcast Facebook page, a picture of it, and it reads, we have recently heard your podcast with your co-host Steve and that you had mentioned our beverages was your corporate sponsor. As much as we enjoy your podcast, we at Polar have not taken any sponsorships as of late. Again, we truly appreciate your podcast, but until you contact us, we appreciate it if you would not state our name in your sponsor, as your sponsor. We would appreciate you contacting us at your earliest convenience to construct a legitimate official sponsorship and help increase your listenership. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy a case of Polar Orange Dry we have sent. We are looking for a discussion with you. Sincerely, and then there's a signature I can't read, but it says, George, you're a tool, Polar <laughs> Beverages, <laughs> with the number. And, you can and then they have the logo on it, so you can clearly see that it was, this was fabricated and not for nothing i would love to know who pulled this elaborate prank because this is <laughs> we freaking know who did it. this is ingenious if this is. is not one of the hooligans who are a member of this lodge please take ownership for it and i swear to god if you can prove by a match signature that it was you i will give you a morning star 47 challenge coin Ooh, we have them here, and I will give a challenge coin to the person who owns up to this if it is not already a member of this lodge. <laughs> if it's a member of this lodge, I'm just going to strictly give you an ass kicking. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is ingenious. It is. This is an ingenious, elaborate, very well thought out prank. Probably one of the best. And I saran wrapped the toilet, so good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <coughs> Moving on from that, I want to get into shout-outs and our Masonic Toasts. We have two uh, people who liked our podcast and are now on our Facebook page. And I'm going to call them out, Joey McVeigh and Clinton Clemens, for liking the podcast. Uh, these are people that I have not uh, sent invitations to. They just did it on their own. So, let's give them our Masonic Toast. Right hand to arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers.
Viva! 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 We'll get it together. Once it starts blowing. All right. <laughs> Fill that thing back up. Ah, we also have a share of our podcast. Uh, brother Bill Collette, I believe, is from Ashlar Aspetuck, but he shared it. So I'd like to give him a Masonic Toast for sharing it. And we're going to fill up our cannons here, and we're going to fire away again. Hurry up. Wow. We don't got all day. Oh, 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 oh. Are you trying to murder everybody in the room here? Go ahead. Fire it around. Fire it around. Be gentle this time. This guy's trying to kill us over here. Note to self, do not give Brother Henry the bottle to fill up the cannons. Yeah, he is not a steward. He's definitely not a steward. He's trying to murder everybody in the room here. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so, right. Perry, you're good? Yeah, I got All right. I filled mine up previously. So, to talking? Brother Bill Collette for sharing the podcast. Brothers, right hand to arms. Arms! Ready! Ready! Ready. Aim. Aim. Aim! Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers? Viva! 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 Viva. All right. There we go. That was good. Woo! So, now I'm going to go through the ratings and reviews. Let's do it. All right. On Apple iTunes, we have 21 ratings of 5.0. We got one guy who threw in a three-star but didn't leave a review. I wish they would have done that because if you're going to give us three stars, at least tell us why it's only three stars and what we can improve on. However, uh, Tuesday, we had Matlock Diana gave us a five-star review. It says, very informative, excellent job. Even though women cannot be a Mason unless you're in England, I do enjoy listening to your podcast. The other five-star review we had was Rob STL 77 He said, I've been listening to the podcast since the start. I'm a new MM and love the good information and relaxed atmosphere. Keep up the good work. So that is our two reviews. And I can throw my phone over there. Hey, maybe the three star was a, like a three, a, you know. Eh, you know what? We're going to toast him too. Why not? You know what? He left a review. I just wish you would toast. Our three weekend. subscribers called their friends. <laughs> hey, whatever it is. Brothers, together, right hand to arms. Arms. Uh, hold on. We weren't ready. We weren't ready. We'll do it again. We'll, right. we'll get better. Usually the last toast is the best because at that point we're all pretty sloshed. But... No, I'm just kidding. We sometimes don't even. All right. Ready? Right hand arms. Well, all right. cannons are not. Jesus. T minus 10. T minus 10. What's going on in the north and the south? Oh, I don't know. These columns are all distorted. <laughs> All right, are we ready Four, now? Five, are we ready now? Cannons are charged. <laughs> right hand to arm. Arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Awesome. All right. So last night, uh, Liberty Ghost Hunters came back. I'm not going to get too much into it because we are planning on a big reveal and I think what I want to do and what I'd like to do is, again, I've said it before, I want to move it to a big uh, facility that we can do it and open it to the public. We're probably going to ask a 10 to $15 donation and we're going to allow everybody to come in and listen to what they found up here. Uh, we'll start as Masons telling our stories of things that have happened to us 
and then Liberty Ghost Hunters will come in and hit the grand slam on it all. Um, I will say there wasn't much in, uh, there wasn't much activity up here last night. It was relatively quiet. Uh, hmm. uh, it could go either way. Maybe they were tired, or maybe they were just you know the first time they're like, oh, who are these people, you know? And then the second time it was, eh, well, it's them again, you know? Who knows? But either way. Uh, we'll find out more once they review the information and everything. But I want to thank them again for coming out. And that's pretty much all I have for the Ghost Hunters thing. Uh, before they came, though, we had the Grand High Priest of Royal Archmasons of the State of Connecticut, along with the Grand King here as well, who was talking to us, um, talking about what we needed to do, and chapter, charter, and everything. And I want to put this out there. We are going to be, if given the charter or become a chapter under dispensation we will be in the Naugatuck Valley the only chapter from basically Torrington in the north of the state all the way down to I think Franklin in New Haven is the next closest so yeah. we basically have the whole Naugatuck Valley as our happy hunting ground so if you are a Royal Arch Mason and you want to go to a chapter or become part of a chapter that's local more local in the valley uh, we're working on it. Reach out, please. Let me know that you are uh, you're interested in doing it and you want to come up here because we can definitely uh, take on more people. We'd love to have you. Other than that, uh, that's pretty much all I got. And more importantly, that. about that is just it's a revival for us as yes. well, right? It's not just we're starting up a new chapter. We are bringing back something that was. Well, we are originally Evening Star Forty Seven, as we priorly stated. Uh, when the Grand High Priest came here, we requested the old charter. And he said that charter may not have ever been turned in, so it may be lost in the sauce. But either way, we're going to uh, get a charter, and we can use Evening Star 47. The number 47 is available, so we're going to do that. Why did my computer just shut down? That was crazy. Oh, no, we're good. It didn't. It just minimized the screen. Apologies. Uh, other than that... I don't really have any other information other than let's talk about something. What do we want to talk about? Brother Perry, you started with uh, Masonic etiquette. You said you wanted to discuss that a little bit. Yeah. Right, I'm throwing you under the spot. It's yeah. Right. Um, I, I think uh, Masonic etiquette is a good um, is a good uh, place to start. And Why not? A lot, of, a lot of brothers, you know, throughout the years that you guys could be just um, just joined you know you're an ea or you're a new master mason or maybe you're um a past master who you know just haven't heard these things or you know it's good to brush up on masonic etiquette is is basically just a simple simply rules of good manners which make lodge meetings pleasant for everyone um you know a lodge which does not honor its master or his will and pleasure no matter how they personally feel about the man himself lacks masonic courtesy you know, um, the honor conveyed by the brethren in electing him, in other words, the historical traditions and the brothers who have gone before you must have given the most utmost respect. If the tr traditions of the fraternity are to be observed and the proper Masonic etiquette is to be maintained. Masonic etiquette comprises lodges, courtesies, and properties. Good manners imply observance of the formal and fraternal requirements governing man's behavior in a polite society and in sense of what is appropriate for a person of good standings with high moral and good taste. Now, if I may interrupt you on that. Of course. Um, 
it's very important on Masonic etiquette inside and outside the lodge. You know, while we're up here and we're, you know, swearing and hanging out and just doing what we do you yeah. know, amongst us, we also can't go down in tuxedo to the bottom stairs to go smoke a cigarette. And while people are walking on the street, we're dropping F-bombs and talking about all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. Because, you know, when people walk by and they see us in tuxedo and they see us all dressed up, sometimes wearing Masonic regalia, special, especially if we're on refreshment, you know, people look at us and they're like, wow, like, I can't tell you how many times you walk into a bar. And I'm telling you, if you walk into a bar wearing a tuxedo, you stand out. Absolutely. So now if you're, acting sure. like, if you're acting like a frat boy, you know, just partying up and pouring liquor down your throat and acting like a complete ass, people are going to be like, look at these idiots, you know? We mm -hmm. uphold a certain standard. So it's very important that Masonic etiquette, you've you got to understand that we are Masons in and out of Lodge. Many Masons, especially young Masons, you know, think that Masonic etiquette or, or not upholding the, the ranking structure, so to speak, that you can speak to a worshipable master outside of the lodge just because, oh, well, lodge is done. You're not the master now. Yes, he is. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, part of Masonic law, what people don't realize is you can be brought up on Masonic charges for stuff that happens outside of lodge. For instance, the junior warden is responsible for that. Your junior warden is responsible of intemperate or excess when at refreshment, correct? Yes. That is part of the... Watch, that, watch out, Steve. That is, well, <laughs> as a junior warden, as a past junior warden, I can tell you that that weighed heavily on me um, during my year. And, uh, you know, I, I talked personally with brothers and, and who went through tough times, um, you know, during that year. And, uh, and it's interesting, you know, you, you get to uh, see things from... From their perspective, and uh, and then try to help them, but sometimes um, people aren't ready. You know, aren't really following their Masonic journey. You know, to the to all they they can be outside of lodge. Absolutely. You well, know, it, it's all written in the ritual, and they're reading it, but I don't think they're actually understanding, it's or it's not or applying it. applying it into real world scenarios. Just in the lodge. Yeah. And it's it go ahead, Mike. Uh, no, I mean, I just it just uh, it occurs to me, like you know, that even if you just look at the look at the emblem or the the, the square and compass it itself is supposed to. I I like to look at it and just not that I need to remind myself, but just as a reminder of you know, circumscribing and squaring yourself. It doesn't necessarily just apply in lodge. You're, you're, you're supposed to be, you know, you're given in charge to always do that, you know, and, and walk Abs upright. And absolutely. So you, you, you know, just by looking at the, the square and compass logo, it should, should be a reminder of what you are, what you committed yourself to, the standard that you committed yourself well, to. And that's pretty much what the, the square and compass is stand for, is you square your actions by the square of virtue. And the compasses are to circumscribe and keep yourself within due bounds. Now, that doesn't just mean in Lodge. You know, there's still a ranking order. There's still a pecking order. You know, uh, the stewards are, re are responsible for refreshment as well. They are to assist the junior warden in his job. And I think a lot of young Masons don't realize that you cannot 
be an outstanding Mason in Lodge and then go out into the public and act like an asshole. It just doesn't work like that. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's going to filter down into Lodge. Not even that. You know what I always feared? And this is, maybe it's just my, my Marine Corps scared. I wear an earring, right? I got an earring in my left ear. I've always had my ear pierced since I was a kid, right? When I was in the Marine Corps, you couldn't wear an earring. And I remember going through the mall in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and I remember a Marine who was wearing his earring. Now, that's against the rules. You're not allowed to wear earrings as a Marine. You are not to wear them. And I remember passing by, I don't remember if it was a sergeant or a staff sergeant, and he seen me and the guy I was with, and he was wearing his earring. And he goes, what's up, double dog? And he goes, hoorah. Right then and there, he was caught. And that sarge, staff sergeant spun around and ripped his ass apart. Get that shit out of your ear! Like, lost it, right? <laughs> so now I'm always afraid, as a mason, you know, it's always been my fear that I would be acting a certain way out in public. Mind you, I don't act a certain way out in public, but my fear is to... You never know who is a mason, right? Not all masons wear rings. Not all masons wear shirts and everything. But to come up against somebody or have an interaction with somebody who is a right worshipful or a past most worshipful or somebody who is relatively high or even low and and I act like an ass to them not realizing what I did. Yeah. And now what? Now they say, oh, you're a Mason, huh? I see you're wearing a sweatshirt. What lodge are you from? Yep, exactly. And now mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah. Just simply because I act like an asshole. And it's just... You got to be careful. And not even, you shouldn't be careful just because of, oh my God, I might bang into another Mason. You should be careful because people will judge you and they will judge our fraternity on the way you act. Yep. Definitely. And that's important. You know, you don't want to, um, you don't want to ruin the integrity of the lodge. Now, mind you, I will say this. I'm sure there are many Masons who are shitbags. All right. Of course. There's one in every crowd. Let's be honest. That's how the saying goes. You know, but... The overall interaction should be a positive thing. So they might meet one Mason who's kind of a an asshole. But you might meet 30 more who are not. So it kind of counteracts, you know. Everybody is, is different. But you should always try to uphold your Masonic values. Um, another thought... Um, uh, on that is uh, that I would think that you know in, in previous podcasts where, where it's been a discussion of how do we attract people to masonry I mean you're not going to attract people to masonry if you're acting like a if, if you're not going to attract people to, to masonry if you're acting like a, a jerk right. but if you if you uh, you know if you're upright and you, you, you seem like a person worth taking note of as a mason, it's gonna it's gonna probably attract people of that nature or who want to you know uh, who want to be a part of that as well. So it would only help right. to attract uh, other people of of uh, I can't think of a word, but um good but, repute. Yeah, to 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 the craft. Right. I think that pretty much covers outside of lodge. So Perry, why don't you continue on? Uh, before Perry jumps in to his, because I know Perry's going to get into detail, and that's fantastic. It's going to be awesome. But um, I just wanted to mention, um, you know, I was talking to you a few days ago about in New York they have something called observant masonry, right? Uh-huh. You remember that? So uh, vaguely. 
Yeah, so observant masonry in New York, it seems as if what they're doing is they're saying, well, we used to do masonry in old-fashioned way, by candlelight, with incense, with, you know, and as I read the what they talk about in the observant masonry um, of their recognition of it, it sounds very much like our lodge. And I'm like, wow, okay, we're doing things just a little bit older style. And maybe other states have kind of veered off and are doing things like, you know, I've seen, I've seen people wearing mason symbols um, and sometimes you question, you know, oh, they're in a video on YouTube or something. Mm. And you're like, huh, I wonder. You know why? You know why are they wearing that, or what are they doing? What's that about? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and hopefully they're not doing bad things. You know, with those symbols on. But um, but you know, I think that does happen. I think we see that out in the world, and we're like, wait, you know, what is that? Mm. Um, you know, kids talking about Illuminati signs and stuff like that, and then the... a lot of it is, you know. The whole Illuminati thing, that's more pop culture. We'll get into that another night. But, you know, you're, again, same thing with military. You're going to have people who do stolen valor. You're going to have people throwing on Masonic hoodies and Masonic rings and this Masonic. Because, I mean, you can buy any of our shit right off the internet. It's not that hard to get, yeah. you know. And, and the, but that's why we have the grips and the words, is to root yeah. those people out. When you run into them and you, you say, hey, what's going well, on, that, brother? And you well, put your hand out. That stuff happens even in the military. As I understand, there are there's a guy out there, his ex-Navy SEAL yeah, career yeah, yeah. has been to go out and find people who fake... Stolen Valor. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. He's a Navy like, SEAL, right? He's got a whole database. Yeah. Now, just remember, with the whole outside... He's out there with his son in, in the mall, I think, at Christmas time or something like that. Or if we're talking about the same kind of thing. There's some other gentleman out there... Well, it's not gentlemen stolen valor, but they got all this stuff on and whatnot and call them out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not even you know, on, on another, you know, Masonic end of it too. Uh, I had a point, I can't remember what the hell I was gonna say now. Um no no no, you're good, you're good. I, I actually just memory lapsed here. Um I'll come back to it. Okay. Continue on. So um Basically, well, we'll just start going over the some some ins and outs of procedures and and manner of way you can conduct yourself inside the lodge now. So ways to conform to the Masonic etiquette and over time and by watching other uh, brothers in your lodge will um, help you conform to um, exhibit proper Masonic etiquette and behavior uh, to learn lodge customs. As a new, uh, you know, as new enterprises or fellow crafts or master masons, it is expected that you will exhibit the proper decorum and, and property in observance of the formal requirements which govern behavior in a polite societies. Before someone takes you aside and explains your errors, or you know, you know, if you just want to try to get a jump on it, this might help. So um, we'll start off by the master's authorities. During, during his term in office, uh, every year, we, we elect a new master of the lodge. Uh, he's the most powerful member of the lodge, and he also shoulders all of 
whole and many responsibilities beyond the comprehension of someone who's not in that role. Um, the worship master has authorities, you know, to rule any brother out of order or subject them any time. So basically, if he feels that someone's yelling about the lodge, he could tell them to stop. And as respect for the craft, you, you should sit down and be quiet. Um, you know, worship master, to that point, if he chooses to not discuss what you want to discuss, that's that's his right. And, you know, don't don't necessarily take it in a bad manner, but maybe he has other talking points that he has to discuss because he's taken time to put his information together. Um, you know, if, if the officers agree that appeal is valid, you know, you know, if you feel that, that you're being, you know, misjudged or you're getting, you know, blackballed in a sense where you're not getting your points across there, you could always go through the avenues of going to the grand lodge and talking to the grand grand master. And, um, if he feels that you have a, a valid point, you know, he could talk to the Warsaw Master and see what's going on. But that's that's worst case scenario, you know. You should if if you feel you're being, you know, left out, just just say something. We're all brothers. Um, but other than that, you know, I think that's really the rules of the master. Just show him respect. You know, uh, as a lodge, we elect someone, and you should um, you should just adhere to that. Now, with that also, uh, I, I want to add on to that too. Please. You know, you have you have a lodge that has a certain rules. And the reason, you know, everybody thinks, oh, the master, you know, nobody's allowed to talk to the master. The reason why that is, is because we all know how a lodge or a bunch of men or a bunch of people, just in general, talking all at once can turn into freaking chaos. So... The reason why you would ask the master for permission, and we do it one of two ways. You can either say, worshipful master, through you to the brethren. Boom. Or you could say, worshipful master, may I have permission to speak to the brethren. And then you speak. It, it channels everything into one guy so that it's not side conversations and confusion. And it kind of brings it all so that everyone's involved in the conversation rather than just me over here talking to Brother Henry and you guys aren't involved. It kind of gets it all out there in the open. That's a very and, good way And with that being it. said, it's, you know, I I hear both of you guys and I say, you know what, just respect the gavel. Oh. You know, respect the gavel because that's important. And and I think the master you know, try, silences things and it's the worst thing if he's trying to silence something and someone's out there talking. Um, that That's really not, you know, it's not right. <clears throat> One of the other things that I want to, kind of talk about and this is something that actually bothers me we're all masons we all want we all we should all want to see better for each other agreed i i do not like when after and elections are always the most tense time for a lodge you got one guy, you know, for lodges that are progressive, and I don't particularly believe in progressive lodges. And uh, you know, I've gotten into, I don't want to say arguments, but disagreements with other Masons about the whole progressive lodge. Well, I'm the senior warden, I should move the master. I'm the junior warden, I should move the senior warden. I don't believe in that. I believe it should be on merit, and 
you're married. The things you do in the lodge, and on top of that, your attendance plays a major factor. Huge factor. On top of that, your family life, there's a lot of things that play into it. Uh, you know, family life meaning if you got, you know, all kinds of family, meaning family, work, anything like that. If you got all kinds of shit going on outside a lodge, how could you potentially run in command from there? You know, it, it, being the master is a tough tough job with a lot of tough decisions everybody thinks oh i get to wear the hat and we've seen through past masters of this lodge just wearing the hat isn't very easy you can't just skate because then what ended up happens is you have somebody else picking up the slack for that master well how is that fair for that brother exactly um i mean on top of that you know i believe in a a merit by you move up by your merit. Yeah, of course. Just like anything in life, I mean, you know, you have to work for what you. you I mean, get. think about your job. Okay, you think about your job. Me and you, Perry, have been working for the same company. Okay. Yep. I've been there longer, so I'm in a little bit more senior position than you. But there's a promotion coming up for for whatever you want to call it, CFO or whatever the case may be. And I've been dragging my heels all year long. I've been doing nothing, screwing around, doing bare minimum, while you've been busting your ass. Like always. Is it fair? <laughs> is it fair? That... <laughs> good one. You caught me off that guard. Was good. Um, is it fair that I get that position because I'm next senior, or is it fair that you get the position because of what you've done? I, I, I personally believe that it's based on what you do. Right. So, um, you know, it's... It's all about what's best for the, the company and the job at that time. And if it's the guy busting his ass because there's someone who's complacent, then, I mean, I think it's self-evident. It speaks for itself. And this is what happens during elections. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not so much, I think, in our, our No, it's, it's not bad. It's I mean, not bad. I mean, granted. I love it. I love I love jockeying and buying for yeah, positions. I love but, it. You know, the, again, there's no... Hey, I'll lower dues. Pick me. Yeah. That's politic. That's politic. You can't politic in the lodge. Well, you can certainly say, hey, I would like to, I would, I would be happy to serve the lodge. These are the positions I would like to serve. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is this, is that in the end, it's an election. And the lodge is going to elect who they want where. And I have a major issue with people who get pissed off because they didn't get picked for what they thought they deserved. Um, or boo-hoo, it's not fair. Or boo-hoo, it's not fair. Again, the individual Mason is not what matters. You know, and I'll give you an example. Me and Ryan, uh, Worshipful Master now, were, and even the year before, uh, me and Brother Pat were both vying to, you know, I would like to go in the East again. I said it before, not so much anymore. I'm kind of happy where I am because I think our lodge is on a very good route now. But we were both up with me and Pat. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I lost my vote. One vote. You know, and and I kind of just, it is what it is. The lodge mm-hmm. with the lodge pick. This year, we had a we had a, a tie. And Ryan was in the on the corner, damn near dry heaving. He was. He was dry heaving. He was literally dry heaving. <laughs> and then Ryan ended up winning by a vote. Yeah. Got you one by And again, vote. I was happy for him. You Why? truly were. Because I want brothers. I, 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 you're all my brothers. And I all I want you all to 
advance. I'm happy for you moving forward or back or wherever. I just want you to be part of the lodge. And there's, there's, there's Masons I, I've seen and, you know, that have come through and they get pissed off that they didn't get what they thought they deserved or oh, I got to vote or everything. That's bullshit. It's not about you. You know, if you do your due diligence and you stay here and, you know, eventually your time will come. So I think that, and that's what I want to talk about. That, that ties into Masonic etiquette. Like, just be happy for your brothers. You know, if you don't get what you want, you don't get what you want. Exactly. Okay, I wanted to be master this year. It didn't happen. But you know what? I'm grateful that Ryan got it. Yeah. That's all. Yep. And that, that's, that, that's, that is true. That is a true Masonic etiquette right there is, is being happy for your brothers. You know, it, it's all about what's best for the Lodge and keeping everyone in harmony. I know it's difficult for some people to get disappointed, but you just have to look past that. Yeah. And I, I, I also want to bring this up, too. You know, like our lodge, you know, we've had officers move. We've had people move. We've had people been dropped back in line. We've had people fall out of line. We've had some changes happen. Yep. Um, but overall, we're still up here hanging out. We're still brothers. We're doing, we're still moving as a whole entity and a very progressive, I mean, look at right now. We're, we're about on the verge of bringing a chapter here, here to this building. So, yeah, you might not got, a, your, got your position in Morningstar Lodge, but if we end up getting a chapter of Evening Star Lodge and you go through the Royal Arch degrees, you're going to be an officer somewhere. Like, you're going to, you know, maybe Blue Lodge isn't your, your place. But maybe Royal Archmasons are. Either way, you're still gonna be something. You just gotta, you gotta work through it. You know. Yep. This brings to mind uh, for me, and it's it's is. Uh, I was talking to Perry uh, the other day about. You threw Clav out of line. What? <laughs> <Just messing around. laughs> no, I'm messing around. Go yeah, ahead, Clav. Clav was never an officer. He never he never uh, ended up being elected for an officer. Yeah, we but had, I wanted to screw with we him. We had fisticuffs. <laughs> um, uh, is that what they call him? <laughs> <laughs> we, um, I was I was talking to him and uh, brother Pat about uh, that. There's a there's a you know the civil American Civil War. There were Masons on both sides of the of the you know there were Masons in the Confederacy and the Union, but there's a memorial in Gettysburg called the the Friend to Friend Memorial. I believe it is what it's called. That's a Masonic memorial. And it's a it's a Union officer helping a, a Confederate, um, a wounded Confederate, and it's just it, you know this whole discussion brings to mind that you know p- two people could be on opposite sides of a conflict, but as Masons, you know you still you know you still have brotherly <laughs> love and respect. Well, the thing for the is other. for me is you know Masonry is sort of uh, I want to shut out the stress of the corporate ladder or the outside world and we should be just getting along as brothers because that's what it's all about you know and 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 who would want you know some vying for position type of thing where um you know work based on the on on the merit of the good of the whole lodge right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you know and, and again your time will come even if you get bounced back in line or you get moved you know your time will come, you know, and, and there are officers that 
you know, maybe this wasn't your year or maybe the year before isn't your year or you're not really moving up yet, but eventually there will be a time where it's it, you're you're going to have your due diligence. You'll be able to do it. You know, on your note about brotherly love and, and, and Masonic etiquette, did you know that Union and Civil War, you know, there were Union soldiers who were imprisoned and when the Confederate soldiers would attend Lodge, they would actually let the Union soldiers out of prison and bring them up. It's like, what's the place, Rocco? Oh, I don't have I don't We had the guy that. come, remember? He came here, he was from the Virginia. Was from Virginia. Yes. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Virginia, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. It was like, uh, it was... Oh, okay. Anyway, it was a lodge in Virginia. Was it Alexandria? It was the, no. the first one. It was, it was one of the first ones. Richmond, yeah. Richmond. It was in yeah. Richmond. We'll fact check it eventually, but I, I'll, I will definitely know by next podcast. I got that right, right above my microwave, too. Yeah, I got the same thing, too. Yep. Um, but, you know, Confederate soldiers and Union soldiers during the during the, the Civil War attended Lodge even on the battlefield, frequently. And it just shows the respect between brothers. Yeah, so... Uh, Fire away, Perry. What's your next one? Yeah, I think it's Richmond Randolph, number 19. It sounds, sounds, sounds familiar. Okay, but anyway. So, um, we'll, we'll start. We'll just keep on going where... So, when you, when you come into a Lodge and... The meeting's about to start. Um, you should you should never sit in the east without being invited by the warshall master. So typically, where where the if you're not an officer and you don't have a specific chair, you normally want to sit in the north or the south or wherever your chairs are um, set up, depending on your lodge. But typically, it's going to be in the north and the south. You know what drives me insane? What when somebody's addressing the master and sitting on the ras. Oh, that's the worst. That drives me insane. You have to stand, always stand, when, when, and wait, and wait for the worship master to acknowledge you. Understand, I am a pain in the ass when it comes to Masonic etiquette. Things drive me insane. Mason sitting on their ass when the when they're going to address the master. Number two is definitely when you stand up and you just start speaking before the master even acknowledges you. You basically, you're part of the Masonic etiquette. You're supposed to stand up. And you wait until the worship master either points at you or calls you by name yep. or something. But when people just start worshipful master and start talking, like I didn't even address you that, you know, and to the point where, and I don't mean to sound like a dick, but I sometimes can be, I would just sit down. Like you, you pissed me off that you didn't have enough respect to just wait. For it, you know, you just wait for me to acknowledge you. Yeah, a little bit of eye contact, and it, it only takes two seconds for someone to make eye contact and say, yeah, a simple "Brother Crab, hey. what's on your mind?" You know. Like I said, I've always said that when I was master. I mean, I think was anybody? No, none of you guys were. I master. wasn't. No, I ran the lodge like like a Soviet Union commandant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very, what, but you know what? Dean, full metal jacket. Or That's something? everything. Good, everything flowed though. Everything had its place. Everything was very organized. It didn't get chaotic. It was pretty much... Well, we've seen both sides of the coin. I mean, we've seen... We've been through masters that have uh, let things slide when, yes. when people are talking on the sidelines, right? Yeah. And it gets a little out of control sometimes. And, and I always said... This and is then we've had other masters that if you talk out of line, they'll mm -hmm. take a book and fire it at your head. Right. <laughs> and you know, I've always said this, you know, when... I've talked to masters where I said, like, why didn't... When I was district deputy, I can't... Um, not nor, nor am I going to disclose the lodge. But when there was sideline talk, and I said, well, why didn't you bang the gavel and stop that? And they said, well, I didn't want to be disrespectful. 
And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there saying to myself, like, like they're, they're disrespecting <laughs> you. And the craft. Well, the they're lodge, disrespecting the you. Like, yeah. you're the boss. Like, how are you being disrespectful to them? They're being disrespectful to you. Well, I didn't want to piss them off. And, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, you're worried about pissing them off? Like, no. <sighs> yes, yeah, you don't have around. to be an asshole about it. But you just knock the gavel and say, brothers, please. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. leave it at that. Exactly. It's not, you know, so it's always, just always stand and, um, you know, or I think another um, Masonic etiquette thing that bothers me is when a degree is going on, side talking and side talking and um, like for the degree where correction of verbal errors, there's nothing worse than, than you're supposed to say cat and you say dog and then the person's on the side like, he said cat, it was supposed to be dog, you know? it's Correcting, yes. Correcting. It, it, it's just not, it's not good because when we're, when we're doing well, there's always a degree. Well, a smart-ass know-it-all sitting in the corner with a book, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, he didn't, he missed that word. Like, Hold on, yeah, seriously? Here's another thing that drives me Masonically, we're talking Masonic etiquette. Here's another thing that drives me insane. Ready? Yeah, turn your phone. <laughs> turn that shit off. Like, you know what? You don't have to turn your phone off. That's but if you just, if you just put it on vibrate, drives me bananas. Anywhere where there's four or more phones in a room, yeah, turn that crap on vibrate. I go like a volcano <laughs> when that happens. I've had it happen where I'm. Granted, it happens sometimes. Brothers forget their phone, but I always make a mention. Please, you know, put your phones on vibrate. One prompter, and I'll always either get one person. Not always, George, is that everyone's get, checking their phone right now? <laughs> Make sure it's right, right, right We're not podcasts. We're not over lunch. Yeah, exactly. But there's nothing worse than getting up there, getting to the altar, about to give an obligation, and you say, because that's that's really ruining the experience for the person going through the degrees. I mean, at the end of the day, all the studying and all the practice that we put in, it's. It's a lot of work, and it's for the people going through the process of becoming a, uh, a master mason. We had an issue a while ago. Not, I don't want to say it was an issue, but we've had, you know, granted, yes, there's a lot of horseplay that we do, but I do not like horseplay during a degree. And another thing, again, this falls under the Masonic etiquette, and things that I don't like being done. Yeah, of course. Is when you go to give the grip in word, okay? Again, not going to discuss what the grip is or the word, but at some point during the ritual, you give the grip in the word. And you're supposed to give the word in the other mason's ear very quietly. And you'll always get that one guy who comes up, gives you the grip, leans in to give you the word, and goes, fuck you. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, Yeah. Oh, like, I know what you're saying. saying. No, totally. Totally. Like, or, or you smell like shit or something like that. Trying to be funny rather than just saying the word. Like... This is not the time for horseplay. Like, no, as current Tyler, I can't agree with you more. I mean, how many times? Yeah, like, does someone open the door and just say like, you know, now see, horse now, shit, and then close the door? <laughs> if and it's never, I, think I, I, I know it's happened on the sides before. It's never happened to me because I will straight up look at that brother dead in the face and say, now give me the word, and I'll be nasty about it, and I'll make him do it again with me. Because mm. that shit irritates me. It really irritates me. Like, this is a serious thing. You want a horseplay? Leave. You can go out in the parking lot and be horseplay. Like, I agree. Or just don't have a speaking part. Sit on the sideline, be quiet, and watch. Have and fun. it's happened before. 
where I've picked the cast and said, yeah, he's not doing anything. Just because you pissed me off. Like, there's a time and place for horseplay. I do not believe the ritual is a time to do it. Or even in an open lodge. No. Because it's, it's also just like... Um, well, I, I don't, we don't really talk about church. But, like, you know, if you go to church or something like that, you know, you're, you're not going to... If you're doing your whatever your church's prayers are, you're not going to be freaking saying cock and balls during the prayer <laughs> to, your, to, to your grandma, you know? You're going to be like, no, dude, that's disrespectful. Well, we don't want to lose the integrity of the lodge. Uh, In lodge especially. Well, now, let me, and, let me clarify here. During a degree ritual is where I'm super serious. Me too. If we're in a lodge and there's a joke going on while we're just in a regular business meeting and everybody laughs and it's funny, I don't care about that. No, those go- those are gold moments. Those are... You got- that's what makes stated meetings fun. Yes. You know, when you're actually joking and having a... Not joking, like insanely joking. No. But every once in a while you throw a pun in here, you throw a joke. Yeah, again, a, little, we got- a nice light jab about, you right. know, the, the greatest lodge in Connecticut. Or Steve will stand mm-hmm. up in, in lodge and be like, I want to thank Morningstar Lodge for their... You know, in our sponsor, Polar. <laughs> oh, you know, he's going to do some shit like that. I know he's going to. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to eat it up. So... Uh, but that that's all I got for that. Okay. Go ahead. Bro. Yeah, so um like another thing, you know, just exhibit good posture when you're sitting in lodge. You know, just um if you're if you're sitting in a chair, don't don't be slouched, you know. We're 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 supposed to be working in a manner where we're trying to um No mind you, I want to capitalize on that. Yeah. If it's a mason sitting on the sideline, eh, I don't care. I agree. Officers? Officers should be... Different story. Yes. When I when I sat as senior deacon or any other chair, I try to sit... I, I mean, I always just try to sit as a statue, you know? Now, I, do you know the two ways to sit as a mason, how you're supposed to sit? Absolutely not. You're supposed to sit... I'm about to find out right now. With your feet together, yep. with your body erect, sitting in your Absol- chair. Okay, that's how I... The only other way you're supposed to sit yep. is with... Now, mind you, your feet are... are, are parallel, parallel with your body. body. With exactly. your upper body to the Perfect floor. posture. Perfect I got posture. It. Or you can cross your ankles and keep them tucked. You know, close oh, tucked to you. in. Okay, for if you're fidgety. You are not to take one leg and throw it over the other knee. You're not to slouch in your chair or lean back or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, that's the two ways you're supposed to sit. Either with your ankles crossed, yep. sitting up in good posture, or just both feet flat on the ground. Well, this podcast goes out to a bunch of lodges, so I'm not going to knock Grandpa, who's 80 years old, sleeping in the corner. Ah, that's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's, you know, if he needs the rest, he yeah. the rest. But like, he, like, George, like George just said, you know, if, if you're on the sideline, I mean, I guess I, I would I'm not saying be slouching be on slouching the floor with your feet up <laughs> on an ottoman or you something. You know what I'm saying? Or leaning out, yeah. and stretching out as far as possible because it's a zero-gravity chair. But, you know? <laughs> George, George has traveled a little bit. He's been in many lodges where you see the guy in the corner just snoring, <laughs> snoring it off. We've actually, I've been in a lodge where the guy was snoring so loud that it was actually distracting to the ritual. Yep. And, wow. you know, you look over at him and, you know, sometimes you get a brother who's up there in age, but dedicated. He shows up. And, you know, you kind of just smile. It's like, ah. At least he's here. He's here. You know, we're just happy to see him, you know. He fell asleep um, 10 minutes in. But, you know, the one thing that does bother me and piss me off is seeing people Thumbing through their phones. Yeah. Yeah. If there was a jar that I could put, or a safe, a little mini safe. Uh, wait, wait by a the second. the door of the lodge. I thought of this. Faraday cage. 
we should absolutely have Faraday cages before we walk into Lodge. The problem with that is that you have brothers who have family members who need that, to be in contact. True. And it, it's, we, it we as brothers we also have, have people who are addicted to Facebook and Instagram. And Instagram. Like, <laughs> put it up. Yeah, I hear you, but that's where you have to have yeah, yeah. self self control, which is hard in the technology. And again, I don't age, mind if you look at your phone every once in a while to check the time. When I look over at you and you're you're actively scrolling to see your, your timeline or te- texting the person across the lodge about something funny. You know, now, funny. You guys don't really. Uh, you guys probably don't remember, but he was a mason in our lodge. Uh, uh, Justin, mm-hmm. and he was while I was master. He was secretary, and one of the funny things that he did was I was sitting his master, and he had a Nerf gun that actually was controlled by USB by his laptop when he was writing his minutes. And while I was mid, like, kind of talking and just going over the business of the lodge, he was able to control this Nerf gun thing that was controlled by USB through his laptop and turn this thing and was shooting darts at me while I was sitting his master. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. Like... And again, I didn't care. That's pretty cool. But all I'm doing is sitting there, and I just fell right in the side of my head. What the hell is that? I look down, and there's an orange Nerf dart on the floor. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. And, you know, whatever. Like, that stuff to me is, eh, whatever. It's funny, especially with a stated meeting. Had that gone on in a degree, different story. Cool, cool. Um, Let's get to a couple more. We'll continue yeah. on with a different, you know, but. Yeah, of course. Um you know, uh, another one, if you're if you're actually uh, a full-blown Master Mason and member of your lodge, uh, when when Oops, when an issue over. comes up and, and the, we are voting on something, it's important to to vote, yes or no. Don't don't not vote. It's because it's important that if you, your voice is heard. So no matter what the reason is, you should you should always have your opinion in and not say. I'm not a yes or a no. It's kind of evading responsibility. And it, it, it ruins integrity, in my opinion. Um, you know, if, if there's actually a ballot going on in the lodge room, you, in my opinion, you shouldn't leave during while that ballot's being in place. Now, I, I want to kind of maybe disagree with that. Okay, cool. And I'll tell Bring you it what. on. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Sometimes not voting is the right move. There might be something that you don't agree on. And you may not either, but you, let's put it this way. You might be in a position where you don't agree with the whole as a general, the conversation. Um, Let's just say this. As an example, Brother Clef. And Brother Rocco get into an argument, and they're having a fight about something. Okay. And it turns to where there might be a Masonic charge. And Claverino sends a Masonic charge on Rocco, Rocco on Claverino, and it's going back and forth. But I don't feel either guy is right. I think it's just something that doesn't need to be a Masonic charge. I think it needs to just be... Handled out of lodge. Handled out of lodge. Okay. Because it's not that serious. So if the Worshipful Master... Just as an example, and again, I'm using a very rough call for... you need a mediator. We, let's have a vote on whether or not we're going to move forward with these charges. I will not vote. I will flat say, no, I don't agree with this. I will not vote. Because, A, I don't want to go against the master of the watch. Mm-hmm. And, B, I don't want that to even happen. 
So, and that's just giving a rough example of something that I don't agree on. Or, okay. you know, if, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of but it. it rubs me the wrong way when they, every time you bring up dues, people abstain. I, I talk and, about But dues. see, what that does is it skews money. the votes, though. Now, see, understand, though. It, maybe it does. Because if you, if you have 10 brothers and, and one brother doesn't want it, or if you have if you have eleven if you have you have eleven brothers present on voting on dues and one of them votes no Abstein or they they vote where they don't want to vote and now it's a split. I, I'm trying to to tread lightly here, but there was an there was a a situation in a commandery that I was a part of where they didn't want somebody to do a second year at a position. Okay. Okay. He wanted to. Okay. But the rest. Uh, a bunch of others didn't want him to, okay? And it put me in a funny position because as I believe that he should have gotten a second year, I don't believe that, again, if I had voted in the negative, it would have it would have become a big process. Mm. So I just stayed out of it. I think abstaining also is is and this is just my opinion, you know. Again, raising of the dues. You know, I, I this is why it also brings up very important that we need to have discussion. So when you vote, it should go like this. Uh, I have a first, I have a second. Is there any discussion? And not very many masters do that. They'll say, I have a vote, uh, excuse me, I have a motion, I have a second, vote by the usual sign of a mason. Any opposed? No, no, no. There's supposed to be discussion in between there. And, and it sometimes doesn't happen. You have to discuss it, though, because the reason why people abstain is because, for instance, and I'll throw it out there about our, our lodge. Okay. I voted to raise, I made a motion to raise our dues to $125. There were a couple members of the lodge who did not want to do that straight to $125. They wanted to raise in increments per year. I remember that. Now, ultimately, I think, especially after we got the last heating bill, uh, raising our dues to what we did was probably the best move. Definitely. However, these particular Masons decided to abstain from the voting because they didn't want to vote yes to $125, but they didn't want to gun it down either. Because there was no discussion about it, so they thought that if they voted in the no, it would have crushed it and left our dues where they were. So, mm. it all depends, and this is my opinion, this is this is where you get a strong master from. A master who will do everything the way it's supposed to do. Meaning, I have a motion, I have a second, discussion. And then you can iron out all the shit, yep. and once everything's ironed out, then you will never have to worry about a brother abstaining from a vote. Well, there you go. Because well everyone will have a chance to speak. And a good master will put a cap on that. And you know, yes. because we sit yeah. there for three hours in discussion. Oh, yeah. Someone like <laughs> me who could talk, I have no problem going back and forth. And that also is, that also should be shut down pretty quickly. If you say your piece, and then if someone, and Quiet that's parent. it. There you go. <laughs> exactly. You're done. I could definitely get long-winded. <laughs> but, but it's important, you know. Just say your piece, and then don't don't go back and forth with someone. If if you feel that you're just going back and forth saying the same thing, 
Just, just hear the, the knock in your head. Just <laughs> sit yourself down. So we got five minutes. We'll get into more of this on another Absolutely. podcast. But we got five minutes. What else do we want to do? No, it's just... I got nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. Ah. My, my desk is clear. Your desk is clear? I actually uh, just got back from a uh, hockey game with my kids, so I'm know. shot, and I haven't even eaten yet. Mm. Two no, kids at a hockey game will wear your ass out. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, I'm, so, co- I'm coming off Pinewood Derby trials and uh, chopping wood. So my daughter, she, <laughs> she's a hot shit. Uh, she kept asking me, can we get a donut? 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 Right? No, 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 no. Wait. So she's seen the donut on the Titan Tron, right? So I'm like, all right. I don't know, Hannah. We'll see. Maybe the third intermission, right? <laughs> so I said, here, have some Cracker Jacks. She pulls out the prize, rips open the thing, and says, oh, it says free donut, and looks right at me. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's trying to freaking get my... It wasn't a free donut, oh, but she's trying to get my freaking go. What? Oh, right. Real, real funny, right? So now I bring her downstairs to get the donut, right? Going downstairs. Because you believed her. Don't lie. Listen. So we go downstairs to get the donut. Listen to this clever little shit. She brings me over to the elevator, because it was in section whatever it was. We go downstairs, and the donut stand was literally right at the bottom of the elevator. She knew where the donut stand was. She knew which elevator to go on. So she already had this scouted out from the middle. So now I get there. No, no, you can't buy one donut. You got to buy a half dozen minimum. Really? So she hustled me. Were they good? I don't know. I didn't eat them. She ate them. She ate them all? She... She hustled me. You believe that? Wow, you got played. I got played. So you know what? It's one of these probably her. fancy donuts. Cost five ninety nine. It is your daughter. <laughs> I'm just saying. How, how, much, how much was it for half wait, a dozen? What's it? What's it the was thing? like eight bucks. Eight dollars for yeah. half a. D- Come on. Come on, <laughs> like donut donut machine. Eight dollars for a half a dozen. I'm Come on. Saying. No, you, all you gotta do is paint them pink and call them unicorn donuts, and, and the girls eat them up. Now it's twelve dollars a half dozen. Yeah. <laughs> Once you put paint it pink, put glitter on the. Yeah. So this was kind of a filler <laughs> episode, I think. Yeah. I don't think we really had much to do, and being that it's Sunday night, uh, I don't think drinking heavily would be a, a good idea. On top of that, we don't really, you know. Got we work in the morning. Yeah, we don't really do that anyway. Half anyways. of the glasses are drink filled with water anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what glasses? Shh, quiet, you're telling Masonic secrets. Um, but I think next episode... I'd like to thank our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> don't start that shit. <laughs> you're smaller than Steve. <laughs> no, we got a little extra sponsorship from Duncan. Uh, well, I mean, I could. So, uh... I think our next podcast, I want to dive into the Oak Island mystery. That's what I want to hit on. Cool. And then I also want to talk about the Master Mason degree and the story of the Master Mason degree. We're not violating because it's all over the freaking history channel. So I seen Perry gave me the shifty eyes over what? here. <laughs> all right, it's gotta be true. Well, oh that, no, it's on the history channel. They have channel. that like four-part series on Netflix. Yes, they, really. Oh, they, they show they <laughs> You guys know like, that the true secret of masonry is actually the obligation. Yes, that's actually the most secretive part, which is why our ritual book is Come pretty on. much plain English, except when you except get, for that. Is that now? Is that obligation? That's also universal obligation, correct? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. It's not all universal because at one point you have to give allegiance to a Grand Lodge. 
Uh, well, okay. Right. right. We live in Connecticut. So, so it's the Grand Lodge of Connecticut. Whatever. <laughs> so Texas is obviously going to have something different. I mean, basically, it's all the same thing. All rituals, pretty much the same. It's wording differences. Oh, like I've I, said, I, I would already brought I this up. I don't before, know. I would so. feel a little out of place in England, where they the whole room, the entire room, including the chairs, was gold. <laughs> so what I want to get Whoa. into is the master mason degree and the story of King of Hiram Abiff. Okay. And then I want to talk about the mark. Excuse me, the mark. The, the royal arch. Uh, chapters and the ritual in that not so much the ritual but the story hmm. and that's where that's what basically the Royal Arch is about it's the story of what happened after Hiram died yeah it's the that's why you know it's again being a master mason is great mm-hmm. but if you if you really want to further your Masonic career that, and I'm not knocking the Scottish Rite or anything, but the York Rite really continues the story of Blue Lodge. Whereas the Scottish Rite, which is, again, these are two appending bodies. The Scottish Rite is more of a play format where you watch a play. And it's more of how you should act as a Mason. And it tells you stories of why, almost. This is why you should do this. This is why you shouldn't do that. So, but I really want to get into the York right, and I want to talk. And again, the reason why I want to bring this up is because we're trying to bring a chapter here. Yeah, totally. So, and I'm trying to. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm call it, you know, call it dark intentions. But yeah, I'm trying to bring people up here to come to the chapter. You know, once we get it moving. So I want to talk about that. Yeah, that's cool. Now I want to say again, like, rate, review. Share our podcast. If you have any questions or anything you want me to talk about or us to talk about as a whole, please send in your questions. I will talk about anything. We will discuss anything. Mind you, we don't violate our Masonic obligations. But we'll pretty much talk about whatever you want. So if you have anything that your questions are curious about, fire it in. Well, Arnett, I'm pretty much done, guys. Anybody else got anything else? No, I think I think we covered a good portion today. Just right. one thing, if you would like Brother Steve to to, oh, God. to, to do a shout-out to your company. I don't want that terrorist <laughs> up here anymore. <laughs> he is the ISIS version of Freemasonry. <laughs> he sabotaged my ass. And you know what? When he gets going, there's no recovery. No. You can't stop him. Nope. Once that ball gets rolling, you're screwed. Oh, yeah, the snowball effect. Oh, I'm just happy Rafferty was up here either. <laughs> oh, on that note, uh, Brother Steve did change his ass picture in the group me app because he also is part of another group with females in it. Huh. And when he f- was about to fire in something into that group, he realized that when he re- when he wrote into that group, his big naked white <laughs> ass would have popped up on a group full of females. So I can thank... Brother Steve for no longer ass pictures. Now I have to work on Rafferty. But but anyway, that's <laughs> all I got on that. Uh, but anyway, for uh, the Freemasons podcast, I am Right Warshall Brother George Mudry, and I'll catch you next time over here. Brother Henry. Brother Clive. Brother Rocco. And Brother Perry. Thank you all, and good night.